Welcome to Stateside F1. I'm Joe Leonardo. And that man making the noises of an Alpine car with no driver is Andrew Berger. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Stateside F1. We are talking silly season. So silly that I'm crying, Joe. It's too silly. It's it's laughing gas levels of silly. So I want to actually try to fully explain what has happened in the past week. And I would like you to correct me or add detail. So I'm going to do almost like a courtroom style explanation, bare bones definition of what's going on. Yeah, I will try to make sure that I am. I have everything correct as well. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so last week during our episode, we already talked about how Fernando Alonso is moving to Aston Martin. So since then, we had Alpine announce that Oscar Piastri is having a seat for the 2023 season. But the weird part about it was that they made the announcement at like the middle of the night in Australian time And it wasn't in tandem with Oscar Piastri. He wasn't part of it at all, which was very strange because normally when they make these announcements, it's you tag the driver as well on social media, right? Yeah. But that didn't happen. So then the next day or a few hours later, I don't know how time zones work. Piastri says he's actually not going to Alpine. Yes, that is correct. In a Twitter announcement and almost as if a lawyer drew it up. It was very, very direct, very direct and very forward, saying, I will not be driving with Alpine for the 2023 season. Then we got a little bit of radio silence for a bit. Rumors start going crazy. Everyone starts losing their mind. This is silly season galore. Then we hear a rumor that McLaren is releasing Daniel Ricciardo from his contract, or at least buying out his contract, to open a spot for Oscar Piastri to join. That was a rumor. That wasn't 100% confirmed. Okay. But I I think this was confirmed. The FIA looked over Oscar Piastri's contract with Alpine to see if he was able to get a seat at McLaren, and they approved it. And I think that was confirmed. So we know for a fact that the FIA approved the maneuver that Oscar Piastri did with his manager, Mark Webber. Yes. Another cheeky Australian, right? Mark Webber's Australian, right? He is. Former Red Bull driver as well. Uh, Vettel's teammate. Yeah. Two cheeky boys. Now, because the FIA has the final say in all contract disputes. So if there's something fishy going on with contracts between drivers and between teams, the FIA can look over a contract and be like, actually, this is the case, or no, that person's right, or they are wrong, and they have the final say. Here's the part where I'm not 100% sure. I don't know if they can still go to court after the FIA makes their decision. I don't know if there's some sort of legality to it almost like if you go to like a judge show right they're not like real judges sometimes but you sign a contract saying whatever steve harvey says is the final thing like that's gonna be true we all agree that steve harvey's decree uh will be 
uh, legal. That's how like those shows were, uh, right? So I don't know if the FIA has like that kind of power. Big fan of Steve Harvey, by the way. Yeah, the FIA. Honestly, let's replace the FIA with Steve Harvey. That would be way more entertaining. That would bring a bigger United States audience. <laughs> yeah, I believe. Yeah, you, you guys are trying to get in the states. We here in America love some Steve Harvey. We need someone. We, if everyone's going right, we need someone or something to go left. Honestly, and this is one big family feud. Yes. That's huge. going on. Come on. Anyways, so that's where I think we're standing right now is Alpine might fight Piastri in court over what's going on, or they might just kind of dust off their hands and be like, hey, we got got. We dumped a lot of money into this driver. And he kind of screwed us over in the end, but there's really nothing we can do about it. Hey, maybe we'll get Daniel Ricciardo back. Maybe we'll go, what's his name? Colton Herta, the IndyCar, American IndyCar driver. I would I would love to see him. I would be fine with Ricardo retiring if it call if it meant Colton Herta was gonna join Formula One. That would be awesome. Also, I heard a rumor, I don't know how true this one is, okay. that Zach Brown actually suggested to Daniel Ricardo to join IndyCar for the McLaren team. That just I don't think that would be a big sidestep for Ricardo. And I don't think that would put him back in a championship winning car because he might only have like five years left to potentially win. I think his career in Formula One would be over if he went to IndyCar. I honestly think his career in Formula One is kind of over. That's so sad. I mean, he can hold on. He can be... Honestly, Fernando Alonso should be gone, right? He's just holding a spot that some other person in F2... He's... Because Alonso's got clout as... Because all Aston Martin wanted was a world champion in their car to help with marketing... And to teach Lance how to potentially drive like a world champion. I think that was Aston's entire ploy at the end of the day. They wanted someone to help be- turn Aston Martin into a, a higher team and to get the secrets. And that guy was Vettel. Because Alonzo, I hear, is just like a prissy like little diva. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe he's just a more accomplished Lance Stroll. Does he have the longest term in, F, uh, in Formula One? I think as of this year, it's potential with race starts. I think Alonso started in 2000. No, because he started in 2001, maybe. I thought he started in the 90s, like late 90s, or maybe 2001. I guess it's in my brain, 2001 and 1999 are 20 years apart. So yeah, <laughs> probably <laughs> early 2000s. Let me look up Alonso's debut. Yeah, it was the 2001 Australian Grand Prix. And let me look at Kimi Raikkonen. Uh, was 2001 as well. They feel like such different generations to me. But yeah, it makes sense that they started in the same year. Yeah, well, Alonso is two years younger than Kimi. So Kimi is probably the oldest F1 driver. I Yeah. I used to be an Alonso fan, but just... Based on what I hear about his personality and just him in the garage, I can't. It's so funny because his move that he pulled on Alpine screwed them over because they, first of all, they had no idea what was going on. They found out how everybody found out through a press release, which is very crappy. 
I mean, that's not the most tact way to do something. I love that, though. <laughs> it's it's very, it's perfect for Formula One. It's all drama. But also, Oscar Piastri's contract that was where he was exclusive to Alpine ended, I think, like at midnight the night that Alonso announced that he was leaving. So the next day, Piastri was able to talk to other teams. I think that's why Piastri was able to talk to McLaren because he just hit this cutoff that Alpine had. Wow. Yeah. I So I haven't heard that, but if that's true, Joe, oh my God. Yeah, I feel so bad for them just because, again, like I mentioned before, they pumped so much money into this kid. They basically trained him and built up his career, and then he's just like, all right, peace out. Yeah. Oh my God, but that's the though. way the cookie crumbles. You know, that's pure uh, Weber pulling the strings. That That's incredible, though. Maybe it was Alonzo saying, don't, like, just whatever you do, avoid Alpine. Because think about it also. When Ricardo left Alpine, Alpine, they weren't professional about it at all like i remember them posting on social media and even the races after that announcement was made they were like oh like we prefer like our drivers and employees like you know we have a family-based environment but some of our employees don't feel the same way like they were basically taking shots at danny rick whereas when carlos signs left mclaren McLaren was all about, oh, like, Carlos signs, like, one of our golden boys. We wish him the best of luck going to Ferrari. What a big accomplishment to be driving with one of the best in the world. That's fair. But at the same time, to play devil's advocate a little bit, Danny Rick kind of pulled the rug out from under them as well because he was there for only a year. It wasn't in their contract and his contract that he would stick around longer than that. He only had the one year contract, but apparently there was a lot of handshake deals of like, yeah, I'm, I'm committed to the team. Yada, yada, yada. And McLaren and Alpine are, are, uh, are, are kind of, they're close. They're closely matched. Yes. So it's going from one to Ferrari. And again, Ferrari's that brand, even if they have a crappy car Ferrari, like Schumacher did that. Like, you know, yeah, when he when he moved to Ferrari, it was like, all right, I'm going to take this team, I'm going to turn it around, and this is this brand is important to Formula One, yada yada yada. Yeah, I mean, I would say Alpine. Al, I mean, Alpine's not important to Formula. I I would not be upset if they left Formula One no. tomorrow. Yeah, they can go back to Renault. Like they can change their name to Fruit Loops. Nobody cares. I would I would fully support them. They can change their name to Seven Up. If they became seven up, probably more Fruit Loops, I'd become a bigger fan. I would buy their t-shirt. <laughs> and they have Toucan Sam along the front of the car. That would be awesome. Oh my God. I that would be because because then it would Formula One would almost be like NASCAR. I have a pitch. Every Formula One car should be sponsored by a different cereal. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole grid will be Fruit Loops, Honeycomb. Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. Fruity Pebbles. Uh, and then you can have like an Alpha Tori, Alpha Romeo. You can have Fruity Pebbles and Cocoa Pebbles. Oh, Cocoa Pebbles. 
Definitely better you know than Fruity Pebbles. And then who would be the Ferrari? Who would be actually? How about this? Let's do. Let's figure this out right now. All right. Uh, who would be the the Mercedes? Mercedes, because I do love Lucky Charms, but well, I feel like they'd be Honey Nut Cheerios. I was gonna suggest Honey Nut Cheerios because it's like the nice. It's the safe cereal. It's yeah. the one you eat to lower your cholesterol. It doesn't. It's gluten free. But it it. Actually, it doesn't taste like Cheerios, which tastes like sawdust. Exactly. Yeah, it still is. <laughs> it still is good. Yeah. Uh, Ferrari would be who? Modern Ferrari would probably be. It would be like fr- they'd be frosted checks, where like it's frosted on one side, so the other side you would like. You know how like when you take a bite, you ever, have you ever had frosted checks? No, but I feel like what you're explaining is it's a cereal that can be great, but it like misses a lot. Yeah, like if you take a bite on the wrong side of like the square of checks, then it's awful and you're like, why would I choose to eat this? Yeah. So it's it's like Ferrari. They have amazing like incredible days, but there's more bad days than great days. Totally. I feel like Red Bull would be a cereal that's completely horrible for you, but is like super delicious and addictive. Oh, they they would be Lucky Charms. Yeah, like Lucky Charms, yeah. A cereal that's pure sugar. Oh yeah, Haas would be the like Shoprite brand of a cereal, but they'd be like like only the real ones would know that that's the best cereal on the like yeah, yeah. on yeah, the exactly. shelf at the end of the day. It's like, dude, you have to go to Shoprite and buy Honey O's. <laughs> like Honey O's, you're like, what's that? Like, <laughs> like, like, dude, check it out. It's like, good. Yeah, it would be the secret cereal that. No one would know about because it's not brand name, but it's secretly the best cereal. Totally. So you know what? More news about Danny Rick. Mm. I heard McLaren. And so it has been suggested we'll either seek a soft landing for Ricardo. So probably help place him on another team, like potentially putting him in an Alpine seat. That would have gone to Piastri or pay him $15 million salary so he could sit on the side for a year. He's weirdly in such a great predicament. Even though it's kind of crappy, he's not going to get to drive or he's going to find a team with to drive for and then collect two paychecks because they'd be collecting a paycheck from McLaren to pay out the rest of his contract because they have to. And then he'll collect a you know paycheck from Alpine or whatever. But that's the thing, though. It's I don't think it's one. I think it's one or the other. And Kimi Raikkonen, I think I mentioned this in our last episode, was in a similar predicament. Yeah, but they'd have to buy out his contract, right? Because he's signed. Like he has the power. I think in his contract right now, he has the power to leave. McLaren doesn't. They have to pay out the rest of his contract. I heard that's been mentioned as well. It's it's basically. On McLaren too, if they want to bite the bullet and pay this out, it's going to be very expensive for them, no matter what happens. Unless Piastri just comes in and they're like, "We can only pay you a million dollars or like a quarter million dollars this year," but yeah, you know they work in his contract that he'll, you know, for his continued efforts and growth as a driver, he'll end up making more on the back end. I mean, then he really has to want to join McLaren. Because <laughs> he's passing up another seat to take a huge pay cut, that would be interesting. I mean, I, I, it, it doesn't sound 
impossible. It's just, it's just, it's very interesting. I, I just feel like the culture at Alpine is not as great as everyone thinks. There's something about it. There's, there's a reason so many people are jumping ships so quickly. Yeah. I, I can't imagine what that reason is, though. It could be management. It could be something that we just don't see. I think viewing Formula One and even reading all the news you can on it, you're still only seeing probably 15% of the picture. So there's a lot going on. But speaking jumping ship, I want to bring this up. Uh, it's a conspiracy theory I have. Love those. Or I- I'll say it this way. I want to bring this up. I'm speculating here, but I think there's some truth to this because it was announced that Lewis Hamilton has become part owner of the Denver Broncos. Yeah. He also just released a big thing for Vanity Fair. I Yeah. He, there's a video out. Uh, there's a big spread on him, a big photo shoot. All of this stuff on Lewis Hamilton during the summer break. I think he's going to be retiring soon, coming to the States. I don't know if he's going to get involved in the NFL because he's part owner here or is he's going to get involved just in American sports. Who knows? But what we're seeing right now with Lewis Hamilton is his uh, chess moves for getting ready for his departure. Yeah, I do know he has a house in Denver. He does like to go on a skiing or snowboarding, whatever. He does some kind of winter sport. Actually, I was in Colorado last summer, but I didn't have time to go searching for uh, Lewis Hamilton's, I'm sure, like ridiculous like winter mansion. I wonder what his post-Formula One career is going to look like. He already is such a huge sports figure. I think this man is going to become an even bigger sports figure. So there's a picture of him at the Miami Grand Prix. I think we even talked about this. It was him, Lewis Hamilton, LeBron James, Tom Brady, and David Beckham. And there's someone who's asking, who's the least famous person in this picture? Easily, everyone answered, it's Tom Brady. And it blew my mind because as someone from New England, Tom Brady is such a huge figure. And just in NFL and American sports, everyone knows who Tom Brady is. Yeah. But it makes sense that he wouldn't be as known outside this country. But I feel like Lewis Hamilton is the Tom Brady, not in America, if that makes sense. I I think Lewis... No, I think Lewis is just so much bigger than Tom Brady. Tom Brady... Sure, but I think he, in America, he's the he's the Tom Brady in, like, Austria. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't know who Tom Brady is. <laughs> like, a lot of people don't know who he is here. They know maybe his name or heard about him or whatever, but they're probably, like, they probably can't really say any stats about him. Yeah, they're just like, oh, he's he's that race car driver. Yeah, he's the race car driver. Yeah, he. they don't know him as this global icon. And the point I'm trying to make is I think him retiring from Formula One, he's going to become such a huge sports figure and then go beyond sports. And I think Lewis Hamilton has the potential and he's lining those ducks up right now to do that. Hi, everybody. Joe Leonardo here. And this is Andrew Berger. Along with being the hosts of Stateside F1, Andrew and I are audio engineers with thousands of hours of podcast experience. Between the both of us, we've worked with a wide variety of companies from Google to Discovery as editors, 
mixers, sound designers, and even social media managers. If it's a companion podcast for a TV show or just a hobby among friends, we can help you with your podcast. Feel free to reach out to us at statesidef1 at gmail.com. All right, let's head. To, we're, we're nearing the end here. I have a couple quick questions to ask you. So there's some more, more rumors since we're in silly season. I, I figure I just throw some rumors out there as well. Sure. Andretti Motorsport, you think they're going to make it in to Formula One within the next five years? I don't think so. I'm curious about Porsche, though. Well, Porsche just bought a big stake in Red Bull. What was it? 50% stake? Or 50% over three years? I was very excited. I'm sure Helmut Marco put that together because he seems to be just like the mastermind. Well, Porsche won't dissolve the Red Bull name. So Aston Martin dissolved Racing Point. I don't see <laughs> Aston Porsche Martin dissolving Porsche. Uh, Porsche dissolving Red Bull. Right? I, I see Red Bull continuing on. Porsche is part of it. Almost like how it's like Mercedes Williams. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that'll probably be how it goes on. And Porsche will probably just supply parts for the car. And it'll be kind of, I, I hope it'll be kind of like in the early 2000s where it was McLaren Mercedes. I would love to see Red Bull Porsche or something. Because Porsche hasn't raced in Formula One since the early 60s. Yeah. And but traditionally, actually, Porsche's cars were silver. It's the same color as Mercedes. But th- but that was an old rule because these cars, it, there was almost always like manufacturer cars. So back in the 60s and 50s, there was like six Ferraris entered. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't like two by two. And these cars, their colors were based on the colors that were assigned to their countries. Mm. So Ferraris were red, Porsches and German cars were silver. I think Aston Martin was like a light green. Like the, these colors started to identify with the brands essentially. Sure. So everyone knows that Ferrari's red, Mercedes is gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, France is baby blue. That's what it is. France is baby blue. I love that shade of blue too. It is. It's very soothing. What do you think about a uh, possible Audi coming in. It'd be cool. I would love to see more cars on the grid because there'd be more fights, hopefully, and maybe they'd move to make the cars a little smaller. Also, Lotus. So maybe if Lotus comes back, that would be crazy because apparently there was a social media post, someone asking Lotus, like, hey, come back, and they responded to the person with, like, a wink emoji. (laughs) And then, like, it just rumors started kind of flooding in after that one. But that would be interesting. I, th- I thought Lotus was still on back pay for Kimi Raikkonen. For Kimi, for, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kimi's like, uh, yeah, you guys aren't coming in until I get all my paychecks. Unless unless Kimi becomes a Principal. sponsor or an ambassador yeah. for the team. That would be interesting. But I think Kimi's just, you know, he's in a Sebastian Vettel kind of. Sure. I just kind of want to do what I want to do without the bureaucracy of Formula One. Thank you for listening to Stateside F1. Please like, comment, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
or wherever you get your sweet, sweet podcast content. Follow us on Instagram at StatesideF1 and TikTok at StatesideF1 Podcast. Feel free to message us, DM us memes, comments, questions, suggestions, etc. We will respond and follow you back. See you all next week. Later, guys.